In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, the 101 of mushroom farming. We've got great tips for farmers. To grow this crop, you need to be meticulous. But one of the perks? They're in season all year long. Grant Mapham, a director at Sesi Sonke Farm, a farm with one of Umzanzi's most sustainable farming systems in Harry Smith in the Free State, joins this week's episode to weigh in on the traditional versus sustainable farming debate. Soil Sisters, our exciting campaign celebrating female farmers with Corteva AgriScience, is back with a bang. We're joined by Gyabet Soe Mohatla from Kalbasfontein in Gauteng a young psychology and sociology graduate turned farmer. AgriSA labor specialist Lebohang Setusha unpacks the issues around this pay disparity between women and men in the agricultural industry. Our book of the week, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. If you've ever felt like there's just never enough time for everything on your to-do list, then this productivity book is a must-read. Also in today's show, our farmer tip of the week comes from Philip Khapane. He runs a vegetable farm in Mafarafara village under the Sekukune district in Limpopo. This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey Mzanzi, welcome to episode 70 of Food for Mzanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu, the editor for audience and engagement at Food for Mzanzi. And I'm Duncan Masua and thank you for listening to South Africa's most downloaded farmers podcast. First up, from reducing waste to amending soil, fungi might be a farmer's new best friend. We discuss the reasons more farms should actually grow mushrooms. Journalist Donna van Eden chats to Volmri Lotz, the owner and very hands-on manager of Boland Mushrooms, a well-established mushroom farm in the Western Cape. When Volmeri Lotz first joined Boland Mushroom Farms in 2009, she was quite literally the only woman in South African Mushroom Farmers Association meetings. Other women have since joined her, and she believes that women's growing success in agriculture is thanks to their natural ability to get the finer details right, from raw materials to marketing. I'm excited to say that she joins us today to share some info on how mushroom farming works, and to give some tips to prospective future mushroom farmers. So, Vilmeri, tell us, how did you start getting interested in mushroom farming? Um, ek het groot geraak op die plaas, my pa het Boland Mushrooms in 1987 begin. Ek het vakantietuie as rapper of speaker gewerk, maar was nooit geïnteresseerd rarig gewees om dit as een loobaan te doen nie. Dit het eerst baie later in my leven gekom. So dit is altyd vir my interessant gewees om te sien naar die mushrooms groei en ek weet, pa het altyd gesikkel om die kompost recht te kry en dit was een groot ding gewees. Die hele mushroom industrie het my op een manier bykie gevat van het ek jong was. Ek het voedselwetenskap geswaad en was van plan om in een lab te werk. So a quick recap, Wilmerie's father started Boerland Mushrooms in 1987. And while she worked there during school holidays, she never expected that she would choose mushroom farming as a career. She did, however, always find it fascinating to see how the mushroom farm worked, in particular the making of the compost. 
So, Bilmeri, what has been your favorite part of mushroom farming? Is om hands on betrokken te wees in elke facet. Ek het destijds begin as een louder driver op die compostjaard en ek dink die compost is nog steeds die gedeelte van sampioengroei wat my die meeste tref en waarin ek die meeste belang stel. As jy compost nie 100% reg is nie, dan is dit baie moeilik om mushrooms te groei. So alles begin daar, jy kan sê dit is die hart van die plaas. Apparently the compost part of mushroom farming really is important, with Wilmery referring to it as the heart of the farm. Or it might just be because it is her favorite part of mushroom farming. <laughs> but I've always been told that mushroom farming is really quite tricky. Wilmery, what is the most difficult part of mushroom farming for you? Waarmee saam is die moeilikste gedeelte van mushroom farming, seker dan nou om die compost 100% recht te kry. Dit is een biologische proces en het is nie altyd so makkelijk om met pulp van analyses precies te weet wat jy mee bezig is nie. Jou senses, jou reek, jou tas, jou oe, dit is alles dinge wat uitmaak om een goeie kompostmaker te wees. En dan is kompost maak natuurlijk die ene helfte van marsomgroei. Die ander deel is om vanaf sponing die marsoms te kry dat er spierwit op die beddens kom. So jou luchtvloei, jou veelheid, varslig wat jy inbring, die temperatuur, wanneer jy water gee, daar die dinge is alles baie belangrike faktore om een perfecte marsom op die einde van die dag op te lever. Another quick recap for English listeners. Vilmeri really dives deep into the science behind the making of mushroom compost and why it is the most difficult part to get right when farming with mushrooms. It's a biological process that is difficult to monitor and analyze, so you really have to use your senses, smell, touch and sight to guide you. That is the sign of a great mushroom farmer according to her. And lastly, Vilmeri, do you have any advice for future mushroom farmers to end us off? My advice aan enige toekomstige sampioenboere is om een baie goeie kursus te volg. Ek is nie bewus op hierdie oomlik van goeie kursusse in Zuid-Afrika nie. Daar is wel goeie kursusse oor seeval in Nederland. Dan jou ander groot optie is om in te kom by een marsomplaas. Selfs al is dit net eers vakantiewerk. Om te kyk of jy rarige passie het vir dit. Want dit vat baie tyd. En as jy nie passie het vir dit nie, dan gaan dit nie werk nie. Dit gaan nie altyd net oor die financiële deel van sampioene en om dit te verkoop nie. In teendeel, jou margins is so klein op sampioene. Daar is definitieve minimum doelwitte wat jy moet behaal om dit te maak werk. Vir enige toekomstige sampioenboer sal dit definitief wees om dan nou eers net op een sampioenplaas te werk en te sien of jy rarig van dit hou. Wilmeri's advice is to follow a mushroom farming course to educate yourself on how to become a successful mushroom farmer. While she is not aware of any courses in South Africa, there are some really great ones in the Netherlands. Another option is to start working on a mushroom farm to see if you have a passion for it. Without passion, she says, you won't be able to make it in mushroom farming. It takes a lot of time, the margins are small, and you really have to be dedicated. Thank you, Vilmarie, for sharing your time and your passion for mushroom farming with us today. Thanks, Donna. Never really considered mushroom farming before, but perhaps it's something even I can try on a small scale. Next up, we chat to Grant Mappam from Sesi Sonke Farm in Harry Smith in the Free State. Now, as you know, agriculture often places significant pressure on natural resources and the environment. 
With that being said, sustainable agricultural practices are intended to protect the environment, expand the Earth's natural resource base, and maintain and improve soil fertility. Grant, what is your advice to new farmers considering traditional farming methods versus sustainable farming? The solution is obvious. I think what you would want to do is head the sustainable farming route. It is, for obvious reasons, it's the way of the future. Farmers do make the mistake that they traditionally want to do what their father did or their grandfather did. With the margins being as tight as they are, you really want to do is focus in on what makes you sustainable, things like your water footprint, and then paying attention to detail to make sure that you do, at the end of the day, have a business that is sustainable because it's a holistic business. The days of sentimental decision-making is over. You really need to concentrate on attention to detail, your water footprint, sustainable agricultural practices. That would see you through. Is sustainable farming expensive? On the contrary, I think it's actually cheaper if you get it right. Certainly the amount of money we spend on traditional type of practices far exceeds what we would spend on the more sustainable practices. Naturally, it's an evolution, so you can't do it all in one fell swoop. You would need to do it over a period of a couple of seasons at least. To answer your question, it's cheaper. And then finally, where do new farmers start when considering sustainable farming? The starting point is a business model. Again, I come from a financial background, so I would want to crunch out some numbers on a piece of paper, maybe bounce some ideas around with people in the area, and then take the plunge, plant the seed, but call on the experts. There are lots of experts around who can give good advice. What comes down to a successful business in farming practice is just doing the homework up front. Thanks for joining us, Grant Mapham, from Sisonke Farm in Harry Smith in the Free State. On to other news here on Farmers Inside Track. Statistics South Africa's quarterly labor force survey for the fourth quarter of 2020 paints a gloomy picture related to the country's unemployment status. The survey notes that 34.3% of women are unemployed compared to the 31% of unemployed men. The same report also indicates that black African women are the most vulnerable with an unemployment rate of 38.5%. AgriSA Labour Specialist Lebohang unpacks the 2017 StatsSA report showing a big gap between male and female pay. Do women have equal and fair access to opportunities in South Africa's agricultural sector? We have a long way to go in terms of men and women having access to equal opportunities. I think when it comes to gender equality and the promotion of gender equality, what we see is that women don't get much opportunity when it comes to agricultural support financially in terms of rural women. And that's where most agricultural processes and agriculture is situated. We don't see a lot of voices of females coming through in agriculture for to promote gender equality, as well as lastly, we don't see a lot of promotion when it comes to support for women in terms of land. So those three categories, if we can get more support in agriculture for women, I think we can go a long way with regards to giving more opportunities to women and and closing up that gap between male and female access to skills, access to land and access to finance. What is an equal pay system actually look like? And would transforming the agriculture sector push us in the right direction to bridge the pay gap? 
when it comes to the pay gap. Number one, implementing and be more aggressive when it comes to the spirit that is placed in the Employment Equity Act of equal pay for equal value. Because a lot of the times we see it in rural areas that that is not the case. But the ideal system of equal pay also can be seen with, again, women being in high positions. I know when you look at stats, they say when you look at the census into commercial agriculture, you can see that not a lot of women are in high places in terms of agriculture that will be the agricultural supervisor the farm supervisor the farmer manager the farmer owner itself as well so we need to see more women in high paying jobs in agriculture as well as again making finance available for women to buy land to have agricultural support in terms of skills for land management when it comes to business management as well and seeing that ideal gender pay system that closing the gap as well the social norms being broken down that certain jobs are suitable for men and certain jobs are suitable for women if we can break that social norm down as well i think that will create an ideal system to close the pay gap between male and female is equal pay a step in the right direction or are there other deep-rooted issues we need to deal with first and what are they if any Closing the pay gap is uh, between male and female is a step in the right direction, most definitely. But as I had alluded earlier, yes, there are other deep-rooted issues that we need to break down, such as having gender equality in the social norms that certain jobs belong to men and certain jobs belong to women. We need gender equality in public policy. We, ha- we need more women in public policy. We are happy as agriculture that our minister is female. I think that's a win for us. But we need to see more females in the policy, agricultural policy-making space to make policy that addresses the problems that are seen as women. We need gender equality when it comes to access to education, as well as promotion of agricultural courses when all females to get more students that are female to be qualified into the agricultural sector. We also need an encouragement of women in agricultural entrepreneurship. How do we fund them? How do we support them emotionally? How do we uh, support them with connections, connecting them to the value chain? Because the agricultural value chain is very broad. It's not just focused on primary primary agriculture, but also connecting them to the other components within the agricultural value chain. How do we support women getting access to that value chain? For me, those are the deep-rooted issues that we still need to deal with simultaneously with uh, helping with the gender pay cap between male and female. Now, land reform is a hot topic at the moment. How do you think women will benefit and change the landscape of agriculture in South Africa? What we've seen in the current land reform policies that are being formed is an emphasis on getting land into female hands. And I think if we can get land into female hands, that will be a step in the right direction when it comes to land reform and helping gender equality. If we see those themes in the land reform policy space, that is a great win for us in terms of gender equality. As we know that land is where the power is, land is where economic emancipation is for females. So once that land is in female hands and they can start pursuing entrepreneurship, they can start farming their own land, they can start being connected to the value chains for their produce to get out there so they can make a sustainable income. Definitely when it comes to land reform, that gender equality issue and getting land into female hands is a very big deal and it's a very great step in the right direction. And then our final question, how can government come to the party and solve the issues associated with unequal pay? in the agri-sector. 
I think government can play a huge role, again, as I alluded earlier, having policymakers that are women, that will make policies that address problems that are faced by women in agriculture, having lawmakers that are female, that can help push the agenda of females in the agricultural space. I think for us, especially as say that is mostly in the policy space. That will be a great way to impact gender equality in the sector. Thanks for joining us, AgriSA Labor Specialist, Lebohang Setusha. Agriculture is not just about farming, it's about caring, and that's an ideal worth preserving. It's yummy, it's good for you, and the whole family loves it. It's grain-filled chickens, proudly South African, and mouth-wateringly delicious. Discover a world of tasty goodness and visit Grain-Filled Chickens for Ziri, or like our Facebook page for more. Grain-Filled Chickens, a proud member of VKB. VKB, for the love of the land. Now for that book of the week as chosen by our farmers. This week we're looking at a book titled Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Now if you've ever felt like there's never enough time for everything on your to-do list, then this productivity book is a must-read. Our Sinhalese citizen journalist Lunga Jakuja reviewed this one. Hey, Dawn and Duncan. This week we are reading Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. If you ever felt like there is never enough time for everything on your to-do list, then this productivity book is a must-read. The book consists of 21 great ways to stop procrastinating, get more done in less time. My favorite chapter in the book is chapter 2, Plan Every Day in Advance. A day without a plan can easily be a wasted day. Never use your mind as a filing cabinet. Write everything down and don't start a day without finishing it. And no, we won't be literally eating frogs. <laughs> the author is encouraging us to tackle the most important task of the day first, and that sense of accomplishment will push us to get more done. Now, there are many nuggets of wisdom to be found in this book. But my biggest takeaway, do one thing that your future self can thank you for. This is a great bedtime read. I'm ticking way more boxes on my to-do list. Until next time, happy reading. Thanks, Lunga Jakuja. Remember, you can email info at foodformzanzi.co.za if you want to suggest the next book of the week. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Foodform Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. You're tuned in to Farmers Inside Track, proudly brought to you by Foodform Zanzi. Powered by Corteva AgriScience, we are now introducing you to an extraordinary woman farmer participating in a year-long blended development program at the Gibbs Business School. This week, we meet Kiabeto Mukhatla, a 23-year-old BA Psychology and Sociology graduate turned farmer. This soil sister runs a cattle farm in Kalbosfontein in Gauteng. Kiabeto, where and how did your farming journey start? 
My journey in farming started in 2019 when I had just graduated in psychology and sociology. I had no desire whatsoever to further my studies in that field and I did not know what I wanted to do. So my father suggested that I go into farming with him and I took that leap of faith. In the very same year, I fell in love with farming. I opened my own company and my father donated all of his cattle to me and we grew from that he also donated 32 hectares of land that is whereby i plant your yellow maize and your soybean so i'm in production i'm in the beef cattle production and grain production and what are some of the toughest lessons you've learned along the way The toughest lesson that I have learned along the way is that there are no shortcuts. There is no shortcut if you want quality. So do things the right way and they will work in your favor. Cannot skip a step in your productions and your operations. So that is a huge lesson to learn and we can't be out here playing mother nature because we know in farming we are very very dependent on mother nature and sometimes things don't go our way. And then finally, do you have any advice to other women entering the farming arena? Have a strong support system because not everyone will accept you because it's such a male dominated industry so having a good support system will give you that sense of resilience and motivation to be able to keep on moving forward not everyone will celebrate you some will scrutinize you some will celebrate you so having a good support system is essential thanks for joining us kiabetso mogatla cattle farmer in kalbasfontein in gauteng Thanks, Kiabete Mohatla. I can't wait to hear who's next on our Soul Sisters campaign powered by Koteva AgriScience. Remember to stay tuned for our Farmer's Tip of the Week from Philip Khapane. But first, on a lighter note, Zambian food stylist Clara Kapalembe Biwali shares her secret to making the best mushroom and chicken pasta. The reason why mushrooms are so special to me is the fact that these ones are local mushrooms and they're locally sourced. So growing up or in Zambia we typically have them only within Shima. So I, I felt that it was important for me to experiment and try these mushrooms with something else. They're so full of flavor. They are very affordable and we can't just have them with pap or shima as we locally call it. So yes, that's why mushrooms was a special ingredient for the week. It's local, it's available. It's seasonal unfortunately we only have it around this time when it's rain season in Zambia and then after that we usually just use mushrooms from our local supermarkets. So yes that's why I use these mushrooms. Thanks Zambian food stylist Clara Kapalembe Biwali. Be sure to check out her interview and recipe on foodformzanzi.co.za. Agriculture is not just about farming. It's about caring and that's an ideal worth preserving. It's super fresh. It's super soft and it makes a meal a treat. It's super sure bread and super sure flour. A proud member of the VKB group. From breakfast to lunch and even birthday cakes. Super sure makes the whole family smile. Find Super Sure on Facebook or visit vkb.co.za for more info. VKB for the love of the land.
We've just about reached the end of this week's Farmer's Inside Track episode. But before we let you go, our Farmer Tip of the Week comes from Philip Khapane. He runs a vegetable farm in Mafarafara village under the Sekukune district of Limpopo. As a farmer, for you to be sustainable, you might want to consider dealing with maybe one crop or maybe one or two. But you have to have at least one crop that you measure in because that is going to help you to at least master all the tricks of that particular crop. In the beginning, I used to have several crops, but now I'm just mastering in tomato. Now that helps me because now I'm able to know the perfect seasons of when to have the best harvests and the perfect seasons of when is the price good and also to know when is not the good time to plant. And besides that, you also must all the diseases that you might come across and master how your soil perform on different fertilizer applications. So basically the tip is just to try and master one crop and just put all your energy and effort into learning more about that particular crop. And that will help you in the long run, especially as a small scale farmer having to try different crops. It will take you a very long time before you actually get to a point where you master each and every one of them. And that is one of the things that is holding most of the smallholder farmers back. And Philip Hapane's Farmer Tip of the Week brings us to the end of this week's Farmers Inside Track. Proudly brought to you by Food for Mzanzi. For daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists to go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Definitely and remember if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and of course fellow farmers. The Farmers Inside Track is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and of course also on foodformzanzi.co.za. From me, Don Numdu, Duncan Masiwa, contributors Donna Van Eden, Nolutando Ngakani, Sinilizwe citizen journalist Lunga Jakuja, and the rest of the Food for Mzanzi team, have a great week. And let's continue to keep each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. Corteva is in it for farmers for good. As a company solely focused on agriculture, we understand the impact of climatic and soil diversity, the unique requirements of each region, each farmer, each crop, and the need for sustainability. To this, we apply our global mind. With 5,000 researchers in more than 130 countries, ensuring farmers of advanced seed technology and guarding growing investments through innovative crop protection. Local investment includes research facilities on par with the best in the world and the largest private insectary in Africa. Advanced genetic breeding is combined with intense trials, testing and refinement in different bioclimatic zones to bring forth the best in-class products. Beyond in-seed value, our on-seed applied technology on farm crop protection, digital and agronomic solutions are all designed to optimize farmers' productivity, profitability and sustainability. 
because by being wholly devoted to agriculture, we have a deeper understanding of farming, the needs of our farmers, and the country's need for farmers. This is what drives our researchers to find new avenues for sustainable growth. It is the reason for having state-of-the-art seed production technology on home ground. Our motivation for creating effective, locally proven solutions to protect land and crops with care for the future. This is the world of Corteva in South Africa. Growing progress, enriching lives, now and for generations to come. Corteva, keep growing. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food Form Zanzi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.